Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown, and bitch, that was for um Alex, he told me that he loves my singing, I'm like, oh, Alex, you don't have to lie to me. My brother? <laughs> no, no. Oh. Your brother's Drake. Um, Alex is just somebody who hit me on. <laughs> He's a friend of mine that hit me on, on Twitter. He was like, oh, I love when you sing, Tiffany. I'm like, oh, talk to me nice. That was sweet because I know I can't sing, but that's not going to stop me from singing, though. We love you, your uterus, <laughs> and everything that comes with the package. You oh, want Tiffany, yeah. you got to like all of Tiffany. Yeah, you know what? It was so nice. Honestly, you guys sent me so many nice messages um, to my DMs. Just saying, girl, go ahead and share your uterus. And I realized I'm su- usually typically not super duper sensitive to like critique and feedback. And then my period came a, a couple days later after that. So I was like, oh. <laughs> the uterus giveth Little- and she taketh. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was on an emotional roller coaster. But still, um, yeah, it was just really nice like the messages that I got. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Yeah, we got a couple sweet messages from our, our Instagram account too. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously – it's the people who have something mean to say that sometimes speak the loudest. But lately, we've been getting messages from people just for the heck of it, just to let us know that they're happy we're still doing the show. Thank you, guys. We never really considered not doing it. Yeah. I'm kind of afraid if we ever decided to stop doing the show for a period of time, we would just lose the habit. I don't know. It, I'm glad that we haven't stopped. Yeah. No, honestly, it's been it's been great because so back in the day when Mandra used to work for Yahoo, we used to tape at their studio. And mm-hmm. then when she didn't, we were like, what are we going to do? So, you know, we learned to tape separately. And so it's just like, I felt like we were built, we've been practicing for quarantine. So it really isn't, it's <laughs> yes. not a change other than like us, like working around baby, baby Rio's um, nap schedule, which is cool because I'm like, what am I doing? Man is always like, can we do three? I'm like, what else? Can we do four? I'm like, sure. Can we do 450? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And bless so, you oh, for it, because the show would not work if I didn't have that flexibility. So thank you. <laughs> no, no, of course. You never – girl, you can stop thinking. Because honestly, I'm like, for the most part, it's just – it's fine. Like I – you know, we – sometimes we tape on Monday. Sometimes we tape on Tuesday. Sometimes – so yeah, I just say all that to say that we we actually truly enjoy showing up for y'all. So thank you for being here with us. I'm sure our editor, Callie, would appreciate some consistency, but um, – Oh, yeah. Th- they're used to it. It's fine. <laughs> 
Thanks, Carly. Yes. So I, speaking of, you know, just juggling different things, I I just scheduled like a, just to catch up with any parent on my team. And I, I feel like we're coming close to summer. Summer is starting. And for so many parents, like their summer plans are just in the toilet. Day camps mm. are canceled. And if they're open, you know, I've got a friend in Georgia who, you know, Georgia's trying to reopen early. And she, even though some summer camps are opening and daycares are opening back up, she's like, do I really send my child? So a lot of parents who are working from home are just realizing this is the new normal and what the hell are we going to do? And not only that, but like stuff is sold out. So one of my editors said that she couldn't even get a trampoline because Mm -hmm. everything is sold out. And there is a story in the New York Times that there was a bicycle shortage. Ah. Yes. And I had to search really hard on Amazon to find bubbles. Uh, just something simple. Oh my goodness! Yes, I, I didn't think about that. Right, I snatched up like a little baby, um, a little inflatable baby pool. I can't wait! <laughs> I'm so excited. But all those outdoor <laughs> toys, you know, I mean, there must be a really hot market. Or if you're looking to sell a bicycle or any kind of like outdoor toy, now is the time to sell it on Facebook Marketplace or wherever. Because I feel like people are needing activities. They're needing. Yes. Or I even thought about setting up some kind of if you've got friends with similar age kids or whatever, set up some sort of game exchange. So, you know, drop off oh, games that you nice. guys are getting have gotten tired of and pass them on because there's, I feel like there's so much stuff just collecting dust in people's wherever you keep your stuff, your nursery, mm. whatever. That's where I keep no, my No, no, you're right. Because even like just, I, I think there's like this, even like, um, but when we really couldn't go outside, outside, you know, they were like sold out of um treadmills and weights. Someone was like, yo, I could not yes. find weights for weeks. And I'm like, so... Yeah, there's these unintended consequences for quarantine and lockdown. I was prepared to spend a pretty penny to get a Peloton bike. And I I could justify it. Not only do I not live anywhere close to a gym, but there's no gyms that are open right now. And I feel so crappy about not being active. And I'm really, I mean, I can go for walks, but I'm tired of my damn neighborhood, you know? It's just the same (laughs) houses. They don't change. There's no interesting people in the streets to look at, like like in the city. Um, so anyway, but I, I, they stopped accepting new orders. I was going to get no. a, f- yes, well, this was for, uh, one of our cousins works for them and we had a friends and family discount, but they shut down. They only open it for a limited time and you don't know when they're going to close it. And my mommy brain could not remember to call them and I missed the boat and they shut down the applications because they had such an overflow, overload of interest. And even wow. if I had ordered it, it would have taken over a month to get the bike because that's how wow. far behind they were. I'm telling you, there are some businesses that are like kabooming during times like this. Yeah. So just like if you do have a business or you are looking to go into an industry. So I'll give an example. My um, my sister, Tracy, she was like kind of helping me out with like some PR things on the side because, um, you know, just helping. And because what she really wanted to get into buying and what happened is that industry, she's like, yes, yeah, so... Into buying? <laughs> buying what? So um, buying, retail buying, you know? So like buying for like these big stores, like, hey, you know, I... Oh, I, right, yeah. Yes, like I ordered these shirts and this, and now she's like, so... <laughs> so she's made this full transition into just helping me full time because she's like, I just don't even think that that makes sense. Like as a... Because this pandemic has shown that that's not an industry that maybe I should be putting my heart and soul into because I don't know how it's even going to survive, you know, this transition. So, yeah. So just even looking at the industry that you're in and asking yourself, um, is it going to be able to survive in uh, moving forward? And if not, is there something you could do to kind of sidestep and do something different? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, any nothing like an economic crisis to make you rethink your life. We had, I mean, lots of people in the last recession, you had so many changes in career. And unfortunately, often it's not by choice. It's not, you know, people who have the privilege of working. It's, it's people who are kicked out on their butts or laid off or, you know, they lose or they're a small business owner who's, who's, who suddenly has no business because they've been forced to close. I, I do feel like it's what's going to be happening now is companies are, are including mine, have started to tell their employees when they can expect to come back into the office. And we've been told no earlier than August. And I've wow. had, yeah, well, I've got friends and that's, this is a company based in Charlotte, North Carolina. I think the story is definitely different when you're in places like New York, where we've been hit so hard. I have a friend who works at the New York Times and she said, they said the earliest is the week after Labor Day. And even then, there's companies like Zillow, I've heard. Um, what is the other one? Uh, crap. Now I can't remember what it's called. Twitter. Is it, is it Twitter? The one that said that you guys don't even have to come back yes. ever into the office? Yeah. Can't remember what Twitter is called. Jeez Louise. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> um, I know you and I get our Robin Hood Snacks newsletter, so we get the same news. <laughs> yeah. So they are basically, Twitter has said, we don't expect anyone to come back. And to be perfectly honest, it has forced a lot of companies. It's going to be really hard. And this could be a boon for working parents who have decided they want to work remotely or whatever. They prefer a remote lifestyle. It's going to become really hard for employers to argue that you can't do your job remotely because we've all proven we can. And not only yes. that, my office, I mean, my company, we're still productive. We're still doing well. And if you can prove that you are being productive, you can do your job that you can, you know, you don't have to work between the hours of nine to five to do your job well. You can work from nine to 10.30 and then 11.30 to yes. 1.30 like I've been doing and then 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. on Sundays and you make it work. Now, I'm not saying my heart and my body can't take this type of lifestyle for much longer, but I definitely, I, I, I don't think I'll be going back this year full time in the office you know, it's just not safe. And not yeah. only that, but why take the risk if you've proven that you can do your job from home? And even even those jobs that physically like you need to be there. So like, you know, Superman is a super, mm -hmm. right? So what they do now is everybody has Monday off and um, he works three days out of the week. And so they rotate. And I'm like, well, how's it working? He's like, it's working. And I'm yeah. like, well, isn't this just better? You know, You know what I mean? Like, he loves it. He doesn't, he didn't go into work today and, you know, they rotate. So he'll do, he'll work like, um, Tuesday, Wednesday or whatever. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but not Friday. Or I think they have, they work two, they have three days off and work two days or whatever it is, is actually working. Even though he has a job where you do physically have to be there, but what they're trying to do with the folks on the team is to limit exposure. Mm -hmm. So that's been great. And I thought to myself, well, even working for, a job where you physically have to go. There's just no way around it. There's still a way around it. So I just think that we're just, someone asked me that the other day, one of our, um, one of our favorite Browns and in, in personal finance, Tila, she was just asking how, um, how have I managed to like grow such an awesome team? You know, I call my team the unicorn squad cause I tell them they make magic happen every day. And you know, what does that look like? Because it's different when you're not in, in the office. How do you get people motivated? How do you make sure they're doing their job? You know, all of these things. And so um, it took me a while to learn because it is certainly not easy. Um, mm -hmm. But I said I was going to have a chat with her. So every Monday for my team, what we do is um, we have a mental health Monday check-in where the lead team, that's the CFO, the COO, and managers that we get together on Monday 
morning and we just talk about the weekend, how you doing, how you feeling, how's your mom, how's your dad, how the kids, like how you really doing and how are the people on your team doing, anybody you're excited for, anybody you're worried about. And we just discuss how we can be of service to that person. And sometimes we talk business, but if we don't get to the business at hand, because there are all these other meetings during the week, it's really just like a check-in, check-in. And so I think that's one of the things we do is to how we build community is that we want the people, I want the people that work with me, I would say not for me, but with me, I want them to know that I actually care about them outside of the work that they do. Oh yeah, so, for sure. I mean, yeah. if you have a manager, one of my, one of my, um, our family members had a baby in February and she was telling me that she was, she had asked permission from her boss and got approved to work from home when she gets back to the city in June. And I'm like, or back off of mat leave in June. And I said, why did you even have to ask? Why was that a question that you felt nervous mm. to ask? I mean, if you've got managers out there, like this is the time to stand up for yourself and go to HR and tell them if you're not getting the flexibility that you need, because I will be damned if anyone on my team can say that they don't have a boss in me who understands that this is not normal. We cannot expect people, parents especially, to act as business as usual. Now, it doesn't mean that we can't set goals, but we have to be flexible. And I was talking to my, I know I mentioned my therapist, Lauren, a lot, but she's been helping me give myself the same permission that I've given people on my team to, mm. you know, to be, to get, to move deadlines for myself. I move them for everyone else, um, but I wasn't moving them for myself. And, you know, it's just, it, it, you, you, we all need to be patient with each other. And whether your manager is a parent themselves or not, it matters how what the ages are, how many there are, and yes. what about their spouse? Is there a spouse helping you at home? So if yeah. they're single, you know, you need to know these things. And, yep. and you need to open up and tell your manager if you've been, I understand some workplaces, you you don't want to bring your personal life to the table, but like that's reality. We we all bring our personal baggage to work now. And you need to tell, you know, your manager so that they can be aware. And hopefully you're not penalized in any way for that. I I know I'm I'm fortunate to work for a company where it's not like that, and some people may not be. Yeah. Um, but I say, if you're not getting what you need, it's you've got to raise that up to HR, whoever. Now, Tiffany, you, you made me think of an article that I read about tracking remote workers' hours, like a okay. productivity app or something. Have you talked about using that before? Because I've heard some companies are like these types of software are becoming more popular, and it's supposed to track how much time you spend at the computer or doing whatever task you're doing. To me, this sounds yeah. awful. But. It is awful. And I would never, ever use that. So what we just use is we use Asana, which is just a, um, a tool, it. not the, what'd you say? I love Asana, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Asana's not like, it doesn't track you. It just, it tracks that you've completed tasks. So that way mm -hmm. we can stay organized. You know, it's really an organizational tool where I'm just like, okay, here's a project we're working on. Let's just say, I remember the rollout of Molly Moore. It was like, here are the social posts. Here are, you know, the email that's going to go out you know, um, press release, all those kind of things. So that way we can track just, okay, Tracy's doing that. Logan's doing this. Karen's doing this. Done, 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 done. Yeah. But I would never, ever, ever, because one, it doesn't make sense to me to be tracking you minute by minute, second by second. It's counterproductive. And um, I honestly don't have the time for it. That if I feel like you're not bringing your best, so they know I always give them this speech that I have an expectation of excellence. That I'm not going to accept anything less than excellence from my team, which doesn't mean perfection. It means that you're going to do your best. Even if your best is only eh, and the project has to be redone, I'm okay with that. If you bring me your best and 
we realized, you know what, maybe making flyers actually isn't your strong suit. Let's figure out what is your strong suit. Everybody on the team is not amazing at everything, but like, that's the thing I look for. Like, I want you to bring your best. And if you bring your best, you don't have to worry. That's one of the things we do. Like if, if it takes some people a little longer, there's some people who are super tech savvy on the team and there's some people who are not. But no matter however you show up, I, my expectation is you're going to bring your best. And if you don't, because I know we go above and beyond when it comes to our team, if you don't bring your best to the table consistently, then you can't stay here. We will gently let you go. We've let people go over time where I know you have kids. So we've like, you know, kind of let you know and given you up to three months to kind of adjust because there's no way I want a single mom who's out there struggling, you know, and sometimes we let people go with like, well, like, you know, when you find another job, then that's what we'll phase you out. So we always let go with kindness. Um, but if you're not going to bring excellence to the table, you can't stay here. You know what I'm um, dying to say, right? What? Be best. <laughs> Be best. You can't use that it's, slogan. It's trademark. <laughs> Where is Melania and all this? Oh my she gosh. like, thank she, God I can stay I six feet away from that man. <laughs> she is like, a quarantine. Don't touch me. Quarantine. Mm, I feel quarantine. sick. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. oh my goodness. We're terrible, but hilarious. Well, um, before we go, go well, I want to just, you mentioned like a mental health check-in. How are you doing? What are you doing? What did you do this weekend to make yourself, what did you do anything special this weekend? Did you have fun? Let's, um, let's, let's talk about something like that. So it was the first weekend that I got to see my babies again. So my sister has two little ones. Um, Amelia is just turned three and Roman is turning, well, he's four, but he's turning five. So they're like only like 18 months apart. But, um, Oof, but she's been heart. kind of like hiding them, you know, obviously so because it's just been crazy out here. But this weekend she brought them by and they just got big boy, big girl bites. So no more tricycles. And I got to sit on the front steps and just watch them right up and down the sidewalk. Like, look at me. Look at me, auntie. Look. And I'm Wait, like, a three and a four-year-old are riding like actual bikes? Well, with the with the, with the the training wheels. Oh, so they're okay. Not, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. So they're not, like, um, no, yeah. So they're not, um, you know, they're, it's basically, it's like a, a big, a big tricycle instead of just tricycle tricycles. So that was so just cute. like so awesome because they're, they're, they're always my happy place. Um, my, my niece and my nephew. I have another niece in, in Chicago. So I also got to video chat with her. So the kids are always my happy place. So that was great. I've been doing a daily walk, which has been awesome. A friend of mine, Rihanna, who lives around the corner, the one who did my house. Um, we've been your, doing your like bitty a body, your bitty boot. Mm, my bitty bot, mm, my bitty, bitty bot partner. So, so she also has a best friend that we've been doing like a daily walk. I was walking by myself. So today I, I couldn't join them because, um, she needed to walk earlier, but like I tell myself every day now, which I wasn't doing before, which is so strange. Like I actually really like walking and I'm like, well, why don't you? I'm so busy. I'm sorry. Ask your boss. Oh, that's right. It's me. Girl, go outside. <laughs> why? I'm like, you're bugging Tiffany. So I make it like, I, I, I didn't even realize I got the free Nike app, that run app. And I walked three miles today without even thinking about it. Aww. Like I like listening to podcasts. I like um, listening to you. YouTube. I love listening to just like, sometimes I'll just be zoned out thinking about things, but um, yeah, nothing super special. Just hanging out with the fam. I saw my parents yesterday, which was like nice. From, oh, like, you know, you're expanding your bubble. That's like the mm-hmm. new, you know, I think I've been trying to figure out who's going to be the first people in our bubble. I think a lot of folks are because it's just, this can't go on forever. Like it can't. Our, our, our abuela cannot, she is <laughs> foaming at the mouth when we talk to her now. Just desperate. Now the baby's eating solids and she could feed him if she wanted to. Oh my oh gosh, my she's gosh. dying to get her hands on my baby. <laughs> Ooh, 
child. Oh, and I will oh, put I, I will I will wear him like a uh, like a uh, like a bulletproof vest myself. Just like, yes, take him. He'll eat your food. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that's great. What about you? How, like what do you do to kind of give yourself a little cheer? What, well, weekends are starting to feel like weekends again, which is nice. Even though I end up working Sunday nights, um, it's fine. What did I do this weekend? I very small things. I got a new book finally. I got some nail polish in the mail that I finally um, that I ordered. So I'm gonna. I didn't actually do it, but it was it made me feel good to have it to mm. look at something pretty. Even though when it just became like I was too tired to end up doing it, I uh, deep conditioned my hair, which hasn't happened in months and months and months, and that was nice. Rio gave me a nice long nap so I could do that. And mm. let's see, we grilled. Oh, we grilled some hot dogs. We grilled some hot dogs and Molly's entire life was made in an instant when my husband <laughs> dropped one on the ground. Hot and bubbling hot off the grill. Ooh, but she paid for it and so did we because we had to watch her vomit because she sucked it down so fast. She oh didn't chew gosh. it. And the whole night I had to just sit outside. Oh, that's what I was doing. I was painting. I, I got like a, a watercolor pencil um, set and I was just whatever. I was just doodling and um, I just was on Molly watch watching her vomit up and then consume and then re-vomit oh. that hot dog. It was real, real neat. What was this about? Self-care? Um, I At least it was outside and not in yeah. the house. Yeah. So question, what book did you, because I got a new book too. What book did you get? I got two new books actually. I ordered about five, but this one that came is called Pachinko, which is about, it covers, I believe it covers four generations of a, a Japanese family. And it's kind of like, it reminds me of Home Going by Yagiyasi, which I love to read Home Going. And it's a, just the premise of it. Um, that's a very different book, but it's also, you know, how one family at the beginning of slavery led to, to uh, you know, how their actions led to so many generations ahead of them, you know, the ripple effect. And this is a similar um, premise, only that it's a Japanese immigrant family. I got um, my team sent me because I they, I've been talking about I love Simon Sinek. If you've never watched his TEDx talk, TED talk, you should. I got start with why. So I watched that video, TED video, like I don't know, like eight nine years ago, and it totally transformed the way I decided I wanted to be a leader. And um, it's how great leaders inspire everyone to take action. So I'm excited to dive deep, um, and then. One of my friends who knows I have a hard time with hard conversations, she gave me this book called Ask for More, 10 Questions to Negotiate Anything by Alexandra Carter. So I'm excited to jump into that because I'm like, Are you on your yes. self-help situation mm -hmm. here? Okay. Yes. So I'm, I'm on that. About those. I'm in that break my heart in half novel reading kind of uh, program. <laughs> Life is too short to read a book that you don't want to read. That's all I say. So, yes. you know, my, I was, my friend was like, after I dragged myself through the Goldfinch and I hated every page and every minute of it, everyone loved that book. I hated it. Um, I was like, I'm never going to spend time reading the book. It's something I don't want to read anymore. So that's great. I think reading is an escape. Honestly, reading is the escape you need. Uh, order your books now because they're also going fast. Mm. One of the books I wanted to read, um, I can't get it to like mid-June or something like that. Yes. Um, anyway, that was good. I hope you guys are in quarantine, doing well, staying sane, send us yes. send us messages on Instagram or uh, email or Twitter. Let us know how y'all are coping with quarantine and how you are adjusting to your new normal because it's going to be this way for a minute. Yeah. Did you see this is just one before we head out? Like, did you see this one story about the, the Detroit priest using a squirt gun to shoot holy water? At, at <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wait, ironically day. or like unironically? No, for real. Like, so oh, you God. would drive up. 
I guess for church, but in your car, and he would he used the, the the water gun to squirt you in holy water so he could bless you at a safe social distance while he wore his mask. I said, only in the D. Go bless. ahead, please. The Catholics will rise above. <laughs> I would love to do a drive-through super soaker baptism for Rio because I'm not really excited about it. But I told Abuela we would do one. I'm not really religious, but like. Neither are they, but they are. You know what I mean? You know. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> anyway, I got roped into doing one, and both of his grandparents have bought – both of my grandmothers have bought him a christening outfit. And I'm like, the child okay. is growing faster and faster every day. I hope you got a size whatever, you know, 2T because this, at this rate, that's we'll have the <laughs> baptism. But a super soaker, I can get down with that. Right? Better yeah. go hit up Father Tim Peck. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he said, score, score. You won't be giving me corona. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We'll take, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and get to questions. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. We are back, you guys. Send us your questions. You can hit us up at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram account, brownambitionpodcast on Instagram, where I am there to check your questions. Sometimes I even respond if that (laughs) matters to you. Um, So don't be shy. Send us your questions. We love to get your responses. Actually, one of you guys reached out. I know, Tiffany, last week you talked about the appraisal you guys got on your home and Mm -hmm. you weren't really happy. This person says, I'm an appraiser in Canada. And she says, I wouldn't be too stressed about the fact that um, it was $25,000 less than what you expected. The market is super sketchy right now because no one has any idea where the market will go. And we can be sued by lenders if we overvalue homes. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. See it from her perspective, Tiff. Yeah. And honestly, the guys were really nice. And I'm not going to lie. When they walked the house, they were definitely like, this is such a beautiful home. It's so well done. You know, so it didn't seem, you know, it didn't seem like they were like, mm. Yeah, I mean, um, but sometimes people have, you know, the, the thing is some people have, sometimes you have unchecked bias. That's what my concern was. I didn't feel like they were like, oh, blacks, like not at all. <laughs> 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 but sometimes it's like subconsciously. Yeah, of course. course. You know, yeah. So that was just my word. Another listener, shout out to Canada. She's from Canada too. Says, hi, Tiff and Mandy. I just want to say, Tiffany, that I enjoy hearing about your IVF process and your uterus. You should tell that lady who made that mean uterus comment to go jump. She doesn't say where. 
but just say <laughs> chomp. Love you, ladies. Thank you, guys. If you don't Thanks. have a question, feel free to leave us praise. We accept any and all, any and all praise. Okay. Okay. Our first question comes from Instagram. Uh, we'll just call this user Jamie. Jamie says, I'm a grad student, fully funded with a stipend, but my transition to school simultaneously happened when my partner lost his job. Over the last three months, all of my credit cards were closed. How do I handle closed credit cards to improve my credit? Thank you, Jamie. Now, this is leaving a, a couple of holes. Like, we're not sure why her cards were closed. What are some reasons your credit card might be closed, Tiff? So some reasons your credit card might be closed are... One, maybe you're behind on your credit cards, which doesn't sound like, because I feel like you would have mentioned that. Two, you might be inactive, because this has happened where I just have not used a credit card in such a long time. They're like, girl, you tried it. You don't want us. Yep. Or three, this is the shady underbelly. Um, let's just say you're late with something else, something totally un like seemingly unrelated. Like when I lost my house to foreclosure, then I remember... I had a credit card that was like, girl, sis, we heard about you in these streets. You won't be using our card to stay afloat. <laughs> and they closed my oh, credit wow. card. Yeah. So sometimes what happens in other areas of your financial life can, you know, your other creditors can get wind of that. So even though I had never been late on that credit card, I had credit cards that lowered my my limit and I had one that closed because the one that closed, I wasn't really using it. And they were kind of like, I guess the worry is, well, if you're going through foreclosure, you might lean on us and use this credit card to make ends meet. So those are some of the reasons. I I suspect from the email, it sounds like maybe you weren't using them. Um, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's just assume that she hasn't been using them. So she's in grad school. She's basically living off of her stipend and her partner's lost his job. So she's wondering, okay, my, and it sounds like her credit is poor because she's asking, how can I improve my credit when I have these closed credit cards? So a couple ways. One, if your credit is not so great and you're looking to improve it, but you don't have credit cards, you could, I would say, go to a credit union or go online and look for a secured credit card which yep. will allow you to put a deposit down on the card. And then you, that sort of acts as a security, of course, for your card. And then you make payments on it, quote unquote, over what, like 12 months or so. Mm -hmm. And the bank will report those on-time payments to the credit bureaus and that can help boost your score. Otherwise, yes. you could just take out another credit card. You know, I would just say it would really depend on why your cards were closed. You don't want to get back down into a hole of debt if... If, if that that's was the reason. Yeah, if that's the reason. But if you also, can be responsible, you know. I, I would also say, too, that, um, I mean, there's a company called Self that does this, but you can go to a credit union and ask if they have a um, a credit builder loan. And so yes. what that is, it's like that faux loan. Faux, 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 yeah, F-A-U, faux, is that French? Anyway, um, that's when you go to a credit union or you go to Self, that former Self lender, and... You ask what's the smallest amount you can quote unquote borrow. And I think like typically it's like $500. So you sign up, you're going to borrow this 500, but wait, they don't actually give you the 500. Instead, they put it in a money market account or a savings account for you. But still technically, as far as the books are concerned, you borrowed $500 and then you start paying it back typically over a year. It's like $41 a month or something like that. Or fifty-one bucks a month if you if you take out the five hundred, and then after a year, because you never got that money and you paid back that loan, you actually get your five hundred dollars plus the interest back, and they report that you have made twelve months of on-time payment and you paid off a loan in full, so you get a boost. There's no way for me to tell 
how big the boost is going to be. It depends on your other your other credit history, but typically, you know, people can get anywhere. I mean, I've heard people get a hundred point boost. I've heard people get 30, 30 points. Like I said, it depends on your other credit history. So um, you don't have to get a credit card if you're nervous about that. Um, you can certainly look into these credit builder loans. That's a great one. I always forget about those. My dad, ha- my dad is a fan of credit builder loans. It's also a good way to start a relationship with the bank mm-hmm. um, or a credit union. All right. Well, thank you for your question. And she says she was a listener since 2016. So thank you oh, very much for right being from the beginning. Thank you for being a friend. Yes, ma'am. Do you know, know where that's from? Yes, I, was gonna say, I know. Come on okay. now. Okay. You've already dragged me for not oh. having seen the Golden Girls. <laughs> I did watch some episodes on Hulu. Funny show and so many storylines ripped off in today's right? sitcoms for real. Yes. You know what? I found a question from our email that I marked as a goodie, but I forgot to get to it. So let me, let's take this question. I love these. This is basically when I've got a bunch of money. I don't know how to spend it. What's the right way to spend it? Mm. Uh, good problem to have. This one comes from a listener who wants to be anonymous, so I will not say uh, their name. They say, my question is, I'm anticipating coming into a large lump sum of money, anywhere from $30,000 to $50,000. I currently have $5,000 in savings and approximately $29,000 in debt. That consists of uh, mostly on credit cards um, and a loan that she has with a balance of $15K. Okay, interesting. So let's recap. She has 30, she has... Thirty to fifty thousand dollars coming, and about that much, thirty thousand dollars in debt. She only mm-hmm. has five thousand dollars in savings. Okay, we know that. So she goes on to say, "My credit score is great, mid seven hundreds. I own a co-op in New York where I've lived for over twelve years, okay. but my kitchen and bathroom are due for an update. I need some advice on how I should proceed. My options are: pay off just the credit card debt and continue to pay off my loan, and either save the rest and take a home equity loan, or use the balance to cover." work. I could also pay off everything with the lump sum that I have or pay for the reservations with the money that I'm expecting and continue to pay down my existing debt like I have been. So what should she do? First of all, with all this money coming your way, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. Woo woo. So the, I'm trying to think like, what would I do? Okay. So first thing first, I'd say to myself, $5,000 in savings to me is not enough savings, especially during quarantine. Mm. Um, because it's just shaky times. So I would want to boost up my savings at least to three months of essential bills. So your noodle budget, right? That means if you had to eat ramen noodles, what's your cheapest life, you know? And so whatever that is, I would have at least three. I'm leaning more towards six, but I'm trying to give you a little leeway because I know everybody doesn't want to do six months. So that's what I'd want to do first because I don't know, especially if you're in New York, we don't know what thing to happen. So I would do that first. And then... I would look at the de- the debt that had the highest interest rate and figure out, huh, because it, there's nothing, I mean, you could get a home equity line of credit, but check what's the interest rate on that going to be. So check, I, mean, I suspect it's going to be lower than your credit card debt because credit card debt is usually double, double um, figures in interest. So, and right now, um, interest rates, if your credit score is good and you got equity in the home, like we were able to get a rate uh, 3.25%. So that's incredibly low as far as historic rates go. So I would I would prefer that you be, if you can get yourself to at least three months of savings, then I would put some of that excess money toward paying down the debt that's expensive, so your credit card debt. And then if I was going to pull out, I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about, well, mm, I'm just thinking about like taking on new debt during times like these, as far as taking out a, 
a home equity line. It depends what you, what do you do for a living? Because, you know, like me and Superman pulled money out of this house. But the truth is we could pay for our life for like the next five years if we wanted to without working. So I just am nervous about incurring new debt during times like these. But you're grown, so if you really do want to, you know, um, pull out money from your house, the interest rates are low, and I'd prefer you borrow from there and pay off the expensive um, debt. Yeah, as a fellow homeowner, all three of us are homeowners. I so for ex- we have been wanting to do our backyard, like and put an actual patio out there, make it nice, do some landscaping, and we were supposed to do it this summer once we finally had finished paying off a couple of zero, zero interest loans that we had taken out for some work on the initial renovation. But then the coronavirus pandemic hit, and I just don't feel comfortable personally now um, putting money into a what I consider to be an elective procedure. Yeah, <laughs> elective. Yeah. And I know you say that your kitchen and bathroom are due for an update, but like according to whose schedule? Mm-hmm. Um, I I really I'm on the conservative side. I'm similar, you know, good credit, own a house, been here for a while, et cetera. But you have all this debt and credit card debt being half of it, $14,000. If you're expecting this windfall, I say take advantage of it. You may not get this opportunity again to pay that debt and get back in the black. And if your job is secure, you know, you can save up on top of that. So you can set aside, maybe you start with three months of savings, like Tiffany said, and then you take the bigger chunk of that loan and put it toward your credit debt at least, and even that loan with the balance um, as well. You should also consider um, whether you're applying for a home equity loan or a home improvement loan, which is a type of personal loan to pay for um, a home remodel, kitchen or bathroom update. They're going to pull your credit and they're going to look at your debt to income ratio and $29,000 worth of credit debt and an installment loan, it sounds like that's going to, and that's going to, in um, what's the word I'm looking impact, impact the rate. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-mm, I can't think of words. <laughs> impact the rate. So how expensive that debt is going to be, even with your high credit score. And right now, a lot of banks are tightening up on lending because of what's going on. And, you know, you may have the credit score and gainful employment. I think you probably are, you'd probably get approved, but you may be a higher rate than maybe you could get if you were to pay off some of that debt. Just think about these kinds of things. And personally, I am putting off the big backyard remodel until next summer. It's just not something I feel comfortable with. Even some of my friends have been like, you know, Tiffany, I want to buy a house now. And I'm like, let me tell you, I bought my house before the last recession. Remember I told you I looked online? I was like, yikes. It sticks out like like a sore thumb that I totally overpaid for it. And so I'm just kind of like, I just... I, you know, I mean, but people are grown and, you know, they're like, no, I want a house now. So I'm like, well, I mean, I believe, you know, I don't believe in just telling people abstinence so they don't get pregnant. I'm like, well, let me give you the condom. So yeah. here's some, you know, so, but just know that like, we should at least tell you guys what we think, like what, what we would do. Like, honestly, I wouldn't renovate right now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, only because I, I'd be nervous about taking on new debt if I didn't at least have a really solid uh, um, savings account. Uh, because anything's liable to happen. I mean, you've heard like, you know, now they have this thing called the HEROES Act. And then the Senate has also put forward another, um, the Senate bill where I think the Senate bill is like they're wanting it to give us like 1200 bucks a month. And well, the HEROES Act is like, 
Well, I don't think they're going to pass. Yeah, but, it it's yeah. probably not going to pass. This yes. But meaning like everything is so everything is so flagrantly out there, meaning that the government is talking about giving $2,000 a month, $1,200, maybe this, maybe that. It's so wild and crazy that the only thing that you can control is what happens in your household. So I'm just, I just urge people to be a little bit more conservative during times like this until we can kind of like reach our, reach the middle where we're like, okay, this is where we are. Um, I wouldn't be making any huge, huge moves right about now. Yeah. Or flex your DIY muscle like my husband's been doing. Bless his heart. Doing all kinds of little projects because I'm too stingy to hire anybody. <laughs> That's how it be sometimes. YouTube um, has a wealth of knowledge and uh, that it'd love to provide you. I think we're going to have a special guest and his name is Rio. Any minute now. I can Aww. just feel the energy from downstairs. <laughs> Daddy's like, I'm coming up there. <clears throat> but let's take a quick break and do our brown boost brown break. Are you going to boost? Are you going to break? What will you do? Oh, I skipped the beginning. Of the what will you do, Tiffany? I skipped the beginning of the song. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that was the worst. I took your segue and I made it worse. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, fine. You can do it. No, no, no. That's fine. That's cute. <laughs> I, that's I, cute. I, <laughs> I'm going to boosty break, but like in fun ways. So okay. I'm going to boost. So this weekend, I'm a little nervous about it, but so there's this new show called Fear Not with Ayanla. I think I told you guys before I had taped it. Oh, yeah. Um, but my segment is airing this weekend. So <gasps> Sweaty palms, sweaty palms. I know. On the own so network? It's be on, uh, yes, on the own network, on the actual television. Um, but the good thing is, I'm not going to lie, you can go ahead and get that app. You can watch for free. But I think you you don't get to watch the show until after. So actually, speaking of which, I got to get on. There's like a seven-day free trial because I don't have on. I didn't <laughs> You <laughs> are the budget needs, so that's very on brand. <laughs> I know. I'm like, ooh, I forgot. I need, I need to sign up for own. So yeah, I would love. We're going to do like a watch party. I'm going to come on do a live afterwards. Wait, so a party in a pandemic? How are you having a party? Oh, no, a watch party. I mean like a, a digital watch party, virtual watch party. Oh, okay. Where we're like all watch together and like I'll maybe like do a post on like IG on Facebook so people can comment underneath. And then if people share photos and things like that, I'm going to pick like maybe 10 or something people to like win whatever one of my books and I'll send it to you. Neat. Um, so it'll be fun. Um, ooh, I just can't believe I forgot. I would have been, all, Mandy, I would have been like, uh, I can't watch my own self because I don't have own. Mm, let me get myself together. So that's my boost for own. And then my break is, girl, they tried it. Someone um created this weekend a fake account, fake Budgetista account. Who another one. Like, Mm -hmm. It was like Budgetista underscore underscore. And normally I'm like, whatever, I don't care. But they started messaging people and asking for money. Oh. And trying to get people to sign up for like fake, um, to sign up to like buy Bitcoin. So all these fake things. So, because I wasn't going to address it. I'm like, whatever, they'll go away. But they weren't and they were very persistent. So I got one taken down and a minute later they had a second one up. So it, it took a while, but Dreamcatchers do not play. They were ripping that person. I mean, <laughs> talk, flinging them from left to right. So they are officially gone. But just so you know, Flex, Instagram has just given me my blue check finally. <gasps> Tiffany, I know. I know. Welcome to the club. Congratulations. <laughs> but the good thing about the blue check, honestly, what that means is that if you're on Instagram and you don't see a blue check, you know, it's not me. Um, so yeah, that fake account, bye. You tried it. So that's my break. What about you? What's your boosty breaky? I don't know. I have 18 pounds of deliciousness in my lap right now and I can't focus. <laughs> Say hi, Real. Hi, everybody. I'm Real. And I'm dying to grab these headphones out of mommy's ear. Um, let me. I genuinely forgot what I was going to say. 
Uh, can I just do a boost for chocolate covered espresso beans, which yes, are the fuel to my fire after 2 p.m. I tell myself no more coffee. It's beans or nothing else. Um, let's see. Also a brown boost to Rio's uncle, Alex, a.k.a. Drake. I'll give you that. <laughs> because I all I have to do now is complain that this child is outgrowing his outfits and all of a sudden packages are arriving on oh. our doorstep. And Uncle Alex said in exchange for all the outfits he sent him, this week is fashion week for Rio. And so if you follow my little brother, Alex Woodruff, I don't know what his Instagram handle is, whatever. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to promote it here, please. He would just love that too much. Uh, he, he's featuring Rio and his little outfits. But Oh, my God. No, yeah. now you have to get that. I need the IG now, just he's, so I can see this. Yeah, and it's a lot of, if you like Harry Potter and Falcon's gear, you're in for a treat. Um, <laughs> I think there's a Kanye West onesie. He's trying to troll me. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm going to find him. We're going to find Alex Woodruff on... Um, on social because I'm like, I need to see this. Yes. And now you guys know exactly what it's like working with a baby. He just is dropped in your lap and you forget everything that you were trying to do. <laughs> and this is why I write everything down and I have Siri tell me. That's the real boost. Siri reminder app. All you have to do is say, hey, Siri, remind me to send that email at 8 p.m. I do that all day long. And that is mm. Siri is the real workhorse in this household. <laughs> I'm afraid to say her name because my computer will be like, yes, hello, oh. I'm, like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> She's just ready to help you. And I'll do a, uh, since I, you know, I'm still rambling, I'll do a brown break for this damn mommy's thumb wrist situation because it's not getting any better, y'all. And mm. I've heard from lots of mamas on the gram whenever they see that I have my brace and I'm wrapping it in K-tape and all that stuff, KT tape, it's still so painful. I think I'm finally going to see an actual doctor to get to the okay. bottom of it because there's just everyone's like rest it. I'm like how how sway? How, how do you do that with a, with an infant? But it's super duper painful, and uh, I, I just I need my I need my hand back. Mm. I need it. All right, I'm done. All right, I I did it. We did a show. Yes, we did. <laughs> we, we did, did a, a show. show even with Rio. Even he's with like Rio. I did a show. I know he's not talkative <laughs> right now. He's been saying all kinds of things lately you don't want to say hi to the to the hair oh there oh. he is <laughs> <laughs> so i'll allow it hello <laughs> see it's times like this that um yeah at times like this i wish that uh, we had like video video shows so we could see oh you guys can just follow me on instagram at mandy money <laughs> you have all the rio content you could wish for <laughs> all right sweetie. Right. well not you. Him. Until next week. Hopefully, you guys will watch Own on Saturday. Tell me how I did. I was super nervous. I had to do my own face. I'm a little blushy. I thought I was like, ugh. A Aww, heavy. I'm, I'm sure you're beautiful. And congratulations. <laughs> and I Thank cannot you. wait. Um, I will. What time is it? Um, you would think I would know that, right? <laughs> I think it's eight o'clock. <laughs> I don't know. Saturday or Sunday? <laughs> it's Saturday. Okay, Tiff. How are you promoting <laughs> your? Where's Tracy? We need someone in PR. I know. I know. I okay, know. watch so, this. Watch. I'm... Hey Siri. Remind me to watch Tiffany's segment on the Oprah Network this Saturday at 8 p.m. Yes, I believe that's what Don't it is. touch the mic. Oh, okay. I got to go. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye. Oh. Just a sec. Okay. Okay. Your reminder is set for Saturday at 8 p.m. Done. I'm killing the game. Okay. Got to go. Baby's got the okay, mic. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye. <laughs> we
the Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.